starts this uh says me start the sentence and then he starts to make it like like he Cause I, randomly I, started. I try to find a spot where we could just roll. All right, what were you guys talking about in the car that you said that you? Why just so you we're not looking at it and it's. Not oh, it's still rolling. Okay, what what did so. you guys want to talk about in the car? Or what were you guys talking about? I don't really remember, to be honest. I just remember it was a good talk. We were just kind of talking about, like, you know... Why kids shouldn't do drugs. Yeah, just like, I mean, he's 13, you know, like... He's probably starting to get to that age where, you know, he's experiencing his friends, people he knows, drugs going on, smoking cigarettes, so, like... I kind of was asking him, like, well, what's that like? You know, what's been your experience? Any of your buddies? Or any? have you been exposed to it at all? And how does that go about? You know, and then just sharing a little of my experience and fatherly advice to be like, well, I mean, it's going to, you're going to be exposed to these things. This is what I would say. This is how I felt when I was your age. And, like... What are you doing she wants to say. So she wants to, to say, say something. <laughs> go for it. Go. Uh, why don't we all right. just restart that topic and then she can add? No, this is good. This no, is what this we is do. A, we're we're authentic. All right. This is what we we do. just talk and we just talk into it. There's no formality. So, the problem with these whole like, uh, I don't know, prevention of drug usage that you know people come in to the school and they do this like little seminar like hey drugs are bad blah 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 so when I started using when I was like Mason's age I knew they were bad in fact when they would told us about them that they were bad that made me want to do even more because you were a bad girl <laughs> I was rebellious but no, um, the, the issue is not to tell them about how bad it is, because that's not going to stop anybody, you know? That, that doesn't even work for adults, like, hey, junk food is bad for you, or, you know, too much caffeine is bad for you. you. You don't even have adults who are just like, oh yeah, maybe that's bad for you, and right. I shouldn't do it. That never works. The problem that, what needs to be pushed is ways how you can deal with whatever you have going on, like, just an, a different escape. Because around that age, that's when the, like, the cruelness of the world hits you at an all-time high. Because that's when you, like, that's when all the bullying happens. That's when, you know, you finally realize how, like, your parents are fighting and how the world is actually not such a great safe place that you thought that it was when you were younger, when you were, like you know, five, six, seven. Mm -hmm. So, and you got all these feelings that you just don't know how to deal with. You don't know how to, you know, so you're trying to find an escape. So most, you know, teenagers or whatever, kids that age, they will want to try to try things that will help them with that. And they will like it because it helps them relieve the pain. They don't care. I mean, I guess I'm just speaking for myself. I didn't care how bad it was. It was the only thing I knew that would help me, you know? But if we would just show them that there are other things out there that they can start doing, that there are other ways of dealing, or just just any basic, like, just helping them understand how to just feel their emotions. It's okay to feel them. It's okay to not be okay. Because... This culture teaches us that emotions make you weak, that you're not supposed to feel them. Showing emotions is not okay. Like my grandma, she thought that 
the how you're supposed to be is you have to hold back your emotions that makes you strong that makes you a good person and I as a kid I haven't even learned how to process them so the only thing I've left to do is just disconnect from them so then I completely disconnect from myself my authenticity I completely lost myself I'm trying to be something I'm not because I hate myself because the feelings I'm feeling that's me right there and that's not okay so I hate myself so of course I'm gonna go off and use because what else am I supposed to do so yeah I mean it like makes you forget it gives you the it messes with your brain to where it releases chemicals the happy chemicals the things that make you comfortable make you numb make you feel good or make you not feel at all and you know not learning these coping skills from parents who honestly with his generation the parents don't have the coping skills right you know what i mean they're they're not only just they're not the type of parents that i had or their or my mom's parents had where it's like we repress the dark emotions men don't cry Mm -hmm. women you know do this or that or they're subservient or whatever um my his generation of parents so my generation are the ones who don't have the coping skills who turn to the drugs who outbursts of anger Mm -hmm. who you know are are self-obsessed with facebook or seeking pleasure outside of themselves so how the hell are these kids supposed to find it's almost like it's almost like worse because they're also not getting the guidance from whatever but yeah like what you're saying is you know, when they go to school, they're just like, don't do these drugs because you'll end up being a homeless crack addict under the bridge. You're going to blow all your money and be broke. You know, you're going to smoke one joint and be addicted to everything. And that's just not the case. You see your buddies do it. He looks like he's having fun. He's high. He's, mm-hmm. you know, got his little eyes shut. The world doesn't seem to bother him anymore. You know, and, and getting high is kind of fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, but the problem is when you enter the drug world with these problems with yourself with the intention of not just getting high because you like the buzz not just getting high because oh it's a friday night and we're all having fun and letting loose and and that's the end of the story when you start doing drugs and you have problems that you're trying to escape feelings you're trying to numb um feelings you're trying to make come out because you don't know how to have fun without drugs without you don't know how to be happy without drugs that's that's where it becomes a system, like a habit, where I'm not smoking this joint to get high and feel a buzz every night. I'm smoking this joint every day because I don't like how I feel when I'm sober, because I have problems that, that hit me every time I open my eyes, and I have things I have. I, kids are powerless, man. They're, mm-hmm. they're, not, they're not able to just say, you know what, my mom sucks, or my dad's abusive, or... I don't like this environment. I'm just going to leave. Like, you're stuck. You you don't have a job. You don't have means to provide. You don't even know what to do if you right. knew how to do it. So how do you escape as a child? You escape in your mind. You know what I mean? You repress. You watch movies. You watch, play video games all day. You do drugs. So you just are okay with the noise and the, the pain of the world. Um, so, like... They don't say none of that in school. They don't say none of that. Nope. My parents didn't tell me any of that. They just say, don't do it. You know, I do it. It's not the end of the world. I'm not living under a bridge. I'm not selling my soul that day. <clears throat> but it slowly becomes this cycle and this system that I am 
constantly trying to feel okay with a substance, tolerance kicks in where that joint doesn't do it anymore, now it takes two. Oh, weed doesn't do it anymore, now it takes pills. Five pills don't do it anymore, now it takes heroin or, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, the mind is powerful. It always overcomes what you throw at it. So it will work for a minute. It will give you the happy feelings of your brain. It will numb you out. It will make you forget that, that, that moment. Then the next moment you need more or you need more and you get to a point where it does not work at all where you're spending all your money you burn all your bridges everybody in your life hates you because of the things you do to get what you need to feel okay or to forget and while you're doing these things while you're trying to forget while you're trying to feel good you don't address anything in your life that makes you not feel good because all you try to do is be okay with things you're not okay with that you were never taught to address Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to be assertive as a kid. I don't know how to stand up for myself the right way. I don't know how to meditate. What is that? Like, mm-hmm. is that what hippies do? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to talk to girls. I don't know how to, you know, set a boundary. <laughs> you know, I've never heard of set a boundary any time in my childhood. So, it's like, don't do drugs. Drugs bad. End of story. But how much more is going on there? You know, especially when you add in the fact the parents do drugs. When you add in the fact all my homies do drugs and they're cool. And, you know, that's the type of stuff I listen to in music. That's what I see on TV. That's what I hear, you know, everywhere. So. You got anything on that? Actually, yeah. To be honest, like, I feel like. You know, I feel like the wrong message is sent, you know? So I feel like, for example, say say you have a kid, right? You're like, oh, don't say, this, don't say cuss words, don't say this. If you never brought up the topic to begin with, uh, and a kid hears you say it, I'm sure he's not going to go out of his way to do his research. What does this mean? Mm. Ooh, should I start saying yeah. it? So it's like, you know, mm. while you shouldn't be saying that, you know, if it was never taught in the first place of what it is and what it's used for, Right. They wouldn't be there. So, like, let's, like for drugs, you know, the seminars, let's let's use uh, rap as an example, right? There's a rap song, they're talking about killing people. These people look at as rap in general as something that, t- that people talk about killing people. So, when, the you know, when people are abusing drugs, doing this, doing that with it, doing the bad, it's like, you know, the people that are actually using it for how it's used... And prescriptions and people that actually need it is, you look at people, all people that take drugs as, oh, you're a bad person. Oh, right. you're, you know, you're doing this, you're doing that wrong. Like, so I feel it doesn't need to be taught, oh, don't do drugs. Because, you know, I'm not saying hardcore like drugs, but some things help people, you know, in, even if it's not the best, that's how some people live. So I feel it shouldn't be taught stay away from drugs, but I don't think it should be, you know, I feel we should be taught the, you know, after news of it, I don't think they should press it, oh, don't do this, because it brings in these people's minds, like, why should I listen to you, if Mm -hmm. those are the benefits, I'm not going to listen to the downfalls of it, I'm going to listen to the benefits of what it is, and a lot, it's the domino effect in, you know, my generation, like, oh, you know, this kid wants to be cool, so he does it. 
mm-hmm. you know, and then people start doing it to be cool, and it's like, you know, it sets you in this mindset of, well, maybe 14, 13 is the age you're, you should start doing it, like, 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 talking, you know, kids two, three, that's the age you should start doing that, that's the expected age, so right. it's like, 13, 14, maybe, you know, it's my, you know, maybe it's come my time to start doing all this, you know, instead of a, you shouldn't do it, it's like a, I should start doing it now, for, you know, I'm gonna be a loser if I don't do this, because every kid is doing this, rather than the bad kids are doing this, you know, Mm -hmm. and it sets people, you know, it sets kids off. Are you saying, because I want to make sure I'm understanding you, are you saying, like, we should be teaching to do drugs? No. Okay. I'm saying I don't think it should be pressed as heavy as it is. So because it puts it in their mind, you know. I get you. For the rebellations, it's like right. they couldn't rebel against you if you're not putting that idea into their heads of they should start doing drugs at 13. Right. You know? Or that they that most kids do. Yeah, therefore, then it's like oh, it's maybe like, I oh, should fit in. Yeah, you know? like you're oh, you're telling you... me not to fit in. All right, class, let's talk about sex education because right yeah, around yeah. fifteen, you guys are all going to start having sex. Oh, we are. Well, then it's oh, like cool. oh, then it's like you know? oh, I'm I'm not doing something right in life. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Too. Okay. At the beginning, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> sounds like you're trying to say, yeah, let's no, teach no, these no, kids no. how to do drugs no, correctly, which, you know. I, I, in theory, I mean, if there's a possible way, I mean, shoot, like that. I guess that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But as an addict, uh, I don't need to be thinking like that. Yeah. But um, no, I totally get it, man. And like, there are benefits to using substances in some capacity for those who need it. You know? For those who need it, like if someone breaks a hip, you need painkillers. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If somebody has I've seen guys on videos who have, like, the cerebral palsy where they cannot stop shaking. Take a hit off of a joint or a, a one, like, a bong or something, and he can hold his hand steady. Gotcha. Some no, people like it. It's not abusing, taking it too far. Right. Some people do like it because, oh, I like to have a few drinks at a party. It loosens me up. I like to have a joint out when I'm at the beach or fishing. Like, whatever. If they're able to do that, props to them. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. There are those drugs. There's there's no medical use for meth. You know what I mean? There's like yeah, that, because everything far. you do. I was talking about this in group earlier. You have your brain dopamine, which is the chemicals that drugs releases. Like the chemical you get when you get a, a win on Fortnite. The chemical you get when you scratch off a scratch off ticket and win. It's a reward system in your brain. You just got the new Polo G. Oh man, mm-hmm. I'm feeling it. Right? You got brain. It releases dopamine. You're happy. You know what I mean? That's what drugs release. So when you do a drug, it floods the dopamine and you get happy, you know? So you have an allowance. You have, let's just say, you have $10 in dopamine to use in a week. When you do drugs, you you smoke a joint, you just used $5 on day one. Now you only have $5 left for the week. You smoke a joint the next day, you use the next $5. Now you got five days to go with no dopamine. It's going in depth in your brain. Yeah, so you have no more dopamine to release. So you go and do crystal meth one day. Now you spent $20 in dopamine. Now for two weeks you're broke. You know what I mean? You do more and more and more and more and more. Now you, you run out eventually. The bank goes dry. And you end up, nothing does it. Meth doesn't give you dopamine. Another drug doesn't give you dopamine because the dopamine bank is empty. So like... <clears throat> 
That's the problem with drugs. It's a quick release, but you're borrowing time. You're you're borrowing from the bank, yeah. and the bank runs out. You know. Now, when people moderate, which is a word that's foreign to me, <laughs> um, they probably use the bank. You know, maybe they use a little more on a Monday or a Friday, and maybe Monday they're a little laggy, but it's not the end of the world. They're not deeply depressed, yeah. you know what I mean? Because they're not out-out. They're just below the radar. Getting clean, getting sober for us, we are now level, right? But for years, we were used to being up here, so this feels low. Yeah, but after a while, it becomes normal again. Yeah. So I can be happy. Dude, I hate to admit this, but like... I couldn't even barely get happy at your birth. You know what I mean? It's like I was happy to have you. I was. It mentally, I was there. It was emotional, but it took something like a birth of a child, especially the first child, is monumental. But I did so much drugs that I, it was like a... Lowered the expectation. No, it, it just... I, my brain cannot react to it because yeah. it's way too used to reacting to chemicals. Yeah. So... Nowadays, I can see my favorite TV show, I can watch a fire rap battle, I can get a new album that I love, and I feel it, because I'm like, yes! Back then, the coolest stuff could have happened, and I'm like, okay. Like, I just don't have the capacity for it, but... Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, sorry to trail off it, but, like, I totally get what you're saying, man, and it's... It's cool to know your perspective of... Because I yeah. never really looked at it like that. That like, hey, you're ga- they're gaslighting. Mm-hmm. You guys are about to do drugs right now. Yeah, we're not catching up. We're not feeling like we're where we're supposed to be. Can't rebel against something they're telling you. You know, they can't. You can't. If you're saying no cussing, that's in you cuss. That's rebellion, right? Right. But if you know, if no one was like, oh, don't cuss. It's like, I don't see. You know, even if I hear my mom say it sometimes, and I get corrected, like, oh, that's something you shouldn't say. Or, don't say that. Mm-hmm. Rather than a, oh, this is bad, this is what kids are going to say, this is what you should stay away from. It's like a, hey, I, you know, it might not be the worst thing, but it's something I don't like, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like Anna, taking off the shoes. You know, it's like... Here we go. I'm saying it's not the... You know... <laughs> Here's your opportunity. You know, <laughs> Let her have it. No, I'm saying, but, like, if if I wear the shoes in the house one time, she's like, hey, can you take that off? Right. I'm like, yeah. But if she's like, didn't I say don't take off your... Or didn't I say don't wear your shoes? It's like, hey, and now it's like I lose respect for this person. So it's like, right. I'll do what I want. I don't have to listen to you, you know? Right. But then it, before she's like, hey, can you take off your shoes? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Right. You know, or on the flip side of what you were saying with the bank thing, you know, it can feel like it's taking it out of you, or you know, you react different, complete opposite. You feel like your money's going up, but in reality, it's going down, and you don't realize it until right. you're bankrupt. You know, right. until you cannot take any more. Because nobody told us this stuff. I didn't know what dopamine was. Yeah. I didn't know that this this train was going to run out. You know, we're told where we'll end up but we're never really told how we'll end up there and what to watch out for so it's kind of like you're going to end up in this town but right now I'm over here and it's lit like I'm loving it and then the road to that town gets dark and nasty so that's why when I have conversations with you I'm like hey you may try this one day you know what I mean you may try it and you'll like it you know I'm not I'm not dumb and I'm not like oblivious to the fact that I'm just gonna 
tell you not to do it and you're not going to do it. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to do it because, because we have conversations like this. But I do say, what do I say? Watch out for this. Yeah. If this starts happening, this is the pattern. This is what our genetics or the way we think alike, man. Like you are an overthinker just like me. Um, we are masters of control or at least we try to be, you know, and, and that's where, that's how an addict is formed because it's more than just getting high. It's, I want to control how I feel. I want to control how people perceive me. People perceive me by how I feel and act. This is how I control how I feel and act and think and sleep and get energy. So that's why I said, like, when you start noticing these patterns, these are warning signs that, that you're going down that road. And I hope that you're aware of them and check in, you know, with me or somebody you trust along the way who's going to shoot you straight and guide you um, and make your own choices. Like, I'm well aware, like, I don't want none of my kids to go down the road I went down, but I am more than aware that everybody has their, their journey. And me going down that dark road, losing contact with you guys, um, getting suicidal, um leaving to another state living in my mom's backyard at 30 you know it it's not what i want for you but that's what made me get to this place so i understand everybody needs to go through what they need to go through to get where they need to get to so but literally yeah what you were just saying you take these drugs so people look at you a certain way and then you know it's like every time you take you, you get closer to that road every time you get closer to the town but it's like in the end game, you know, like you were saying, do you want people to see you as that guy? Oh, yeah, he's 30, he lives in his mom's backyard. He, you know, so they see you cool, and then they find out your true identity. So to me, like, I'm not even going to be that, oh, I've never, you know, I, you know, oh, that's never crossed my mind because, you know, we're kids. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, I used to not think about, like, oh, should I do this? Should I take this? It's like more like a is this a normal thing? Are kids my age, like, supposed to be doing this? But really, for me, it's like... It's like, you know how these rappers, like, glorify, like, oh, I saw him dead, I shot him dead. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Like, oh, you know, you're Mm -hmm. thinking something, like, more sweet, like Fortnite. You just, you know, shoot him. It's like going to a morgue and truly seeing that, and it, like, scares you in a way, you know? So it's like, I'm not gonna say... I'm not gonna even think about oh, it's cool to kill people because then, you you know, you, oh, you can take this, you can, you know, you can take the pain because mm-hmm. really you get shocked by it. So to me, it's like in in contrast of trying to have people look at me a certain way with drugs, it's for me, I flip that to like a music thing. Like if I can perfect my sound and choose how I have people see, view me as in music, to me, it's like how someone would with drugs, like. Right. See your personality. It's like, oh, the lyrics I choose to say, the effects I choose to put on me, the realness I put into my music is in contrast of taking drugs and, you know. Yeah. Like, you're you're building your identity through that rather yeah, than... rather than, your oh, he's image a cool guy that or... takes drugs and sells drugs, yeah. Right. Hell yeah. And a lot of people are going to take you down for that, but it's like, are you going to be the one, you know, in the long run being homeless or you know, being bankrupt because you had to have that one last, one last little take of a drug, 
rather than me, uh, you know, never doing drugs. And, you know, I may try one one day. I'm not going to say I'm perfect. I'm never going to no. do a drug. But it's like, to me, you know, looking at everything that's happened with drugs, not just you, but, you know, other people in my family, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I may consider, you know, oh, let's see what this does. But to me, it's like, kind of, I don't want to. Because I know how that one little, oh, let me see, you know, drinking, a, like, say drinking a beer, right? You drink it, you like it. And it, it's, it's you're, you're fully aware that it's a one time, let's just see it. And then you're like, oh, I, I actually like this. So it's like, you keep drinking it. Mm-hmm. And then you start to grow a love for it to where it's like, at first I could stop. I just, I'd rather do this. Right. Now it's a, I need to have this because I really want it, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is what... And then it goes the alcohol effect, not just the taste. It goes beyond taste. It goes the effect that the alcohol gives you, you know? Right. Being drunk and not knowing what's going on, you know? That's just how I view that. Not for sure. Well, to go back to where you guys (laughs) were Oh, man, we're about to rewind. Um, Yeah, I saw her little face. She was all... I was what? I saw you just wanting to speak, and I was like, yeah, let me end it. Let me wrap this up, because I know she has something on her chest. No, that was, like, way, way, way back, so it's going to feel weird. But, um, like, I just, you know, people are going to try it, but I just feel like you have to... Okay, so here's the difference between somebody who is able to moderate and somebody who can't. And, you know, people who are going to first try it there's going to be the two different kinds. The one who's going to be able to moderate right away, like my best friend, who she has had all the, uh, she's emotionally healthy, I would say, for the most part. More than me, anyways. So she was able to moderate immediately and be a casual drinker. I, on the other hand, immediately just, I thought it was the best feeling I've ever gotten in my entire life. And I just, nothing else compares, and I don't ever want to feel anything else but this for the rest of my life. So the difference is the person who's able to moderate, you know, they they feel like they're, they're more at peace with themselves, they feel more whole, they feel more stable. For me, it was like, I feel empty, I feel like I need to be filled with something else. And so... When you have, you know, teenagers or kids at that, who reach that point, you know, doing, like, stuff like, you know, just finding a hobby or any of that, that's not going to work because they're already at that point and they will go after those things, which is pretty much what I did. Not to mention, my mom, my grandma, well, my grandma (laughs) was the one who raised me most of the time. She had a really bad control problem. Really bad. So I was completely under her control. It was to the point where I could not do things that I wanted to. Like, I wanted to start swimming, and she wouldn't let me do it. I got in trouble when I did it. So I, out of pure, just, I wanted to prove something to everybody. I just wanted to make sure it was clear that you can't tell me what to do. So the worst possible thing, I will go after it and I will do it. So... What I'm trying to get at is, is just, I guess, have some sort of like, I don't know, some sort of classes in school or some sort of like, I don't know, awareness to get to get to those kids 
you know, whether it's too late or not, that there is another way out. And just just teach them how to feel their feelings. If, if parents can't do it because they don't know themselves, like, just just have a class like that in school because that is so much more important than, like, a math class. As much as I love math, like, that is way more important than learning. I'd say more than history. Okay, whatever. You, you get my point. You can't teach history before you're teaching what's about to I need the, the maths. Future. What? I need the maths. <laughs> so. So I get what you're saying, right? And, you know, I guess I have a opposite, you know, different experience where I didn't have a hole in my heart. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't, when I started using what I did, because my childhood you always bring up. No. It wasn't. Uh, you, I'm sorry, but, like, you, you always talk about how your childhood was great, right? Because right. you, you had a safe home, your mom was great. And I believe you, 100%. But your childhood does not consist of just your life at home. Okay. There are other okay. things okay. on the outside. Okay, okay, okay. So, so yes, I was a social mute. I was a mute heart. in school. All I'm saying is, when when I started using, I wasn't bitter. I wasn't... You know, yes, I was quiet at school. Yes, I didn't like that about myself. Yes, I, I was in a shell. I that, is like, that. that is okay. huge. Okay, but. okay. So, I, did, I wasn't aware of how much... Well, maybe. I mean, maybe, yeah, when I get high, I just... I didn't feel as much of in a shell. I didn't... Yeah, okay. So, all right. <laughs> there, uh, there it is. Okay, so listen, listen. <laughs> all right, so when I started using... I'll, re- I'll restart. I didn't go balls to the wall. I wouldn't do anything that took me out of myself. I only like to smoke. You know, then I started dabbling with other things. Those did not become full-blown habits like acid, ecstasy, things like that. It, it was not something I had to have at all times. Weed was because it helped me kind of feel like, hey, man, I feel like I'm in a dream. I don't really remember, whatever. Um, I wasn't aware of how much it... In the very beginning, right? I wasn't aware of how much it took me outside of myself, and I didn't desperately have to have it. I really wanted it. So for the first couple years, if I didn't have it, I'd find something else to do. I'd go play, I'd go skate, I'd go play a game, whatever. I was okay, right? The problem is, anytime I had money, that's where it went. So if I got... $50, if I got $5, if I got whatever, my scheming was to get money to go get weed to get high or get cigarettes or whatever. Like, so in the process, we'll say it was two years from 13 to 15, right? Because by 15, 16, I've got a routine. I have to smoke every day. Um, So from 13 to 15, in the process of these two years, I'm hanging with my rap friends or my little thug friends. It's it's the culture of high school. It's the culture of rap. It's the culture of the movies I watch. So it's I'm living the life, you know, Snoop Dogg, whatever. I'm um, <clears throat> but in that process is where I discover. Ooh, if I if I make sure I save a little bit of weed at bedtime, I go to sleep real easy. Ooh. You know, if I have a bad day, it's real nice that I get high because it makes my... Like, if I get pissed off at my mom or my girlfriend, 
man, that joint really makes me not mad anymore. You know, so that's where I slowly started to discover these things that became habits that I didn't even, I, I don't even think I was aware. So you use them a couple times because they do have benefits, quote unquote. But then after a while, you need those. I do not know how to calm down without that joint when my girlfriend pisses me off. I'm scrambling to find it. I'm irritable on top of irritable on top of irritable. Like, I'm raging on my mom. I'm cussing my stepdad out and swinging on him. Like, I do not know because I'm not only mad at the problem, I'm mad because I can't find my weed. I'm mad because I can't feel how I want to feel. And nothing else is an option. Nothing. Not calming down, not going to play the game I used to love and play, not going to skate, not going to find something else to do to distract my mind. The only thing that can help me is this. And then that's the only thing I can do to sleep. That's the only thing I can do to calm down. The only thing I can do to have fun. And that you don't see coming. You don't. You don't notice it on the first Friday you can't find it. You think, oh, this sucks. And it's like, oh, I just really want to get high tonight. We're hanging out, blah, blah, blah. You don't look at that first instinct and say, ooh, this is a problem. I'm addicted. You rationalize it. You're just like, nah, that's just, I just really wanted it that night, man. It would have been fun. Then the next time, then the next time, and so on and so forth. But, like, back to what you said, you know, I could just drink the beer. I like this beer. But then it becomes I need this beer. That's how people like us relapse because we think... I'm really just going to smoke a joint this one time. I'm just going to get high. I'll be able to put it down tomorrow. I've got five years of recovery under my belt. I have tools. I have friends to call. I can do this one time. It's just one joint. And then here's what happens. You remember that feeling of, oh, I like that. And then mm-hmm. it, right. it's a cycle. It restarts. It wakes up a demon inside of you. Well, here's one of two things that happen, right? The demon unleashes and you go balls to the wall. Yeah. Right? Or you do it the one time and it really wasn't so bad. Woke up the next day, wasn't fiending for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually enjoyed my night, didn't get arrested. I uh, didn't smoke again for a week. I think I got this. Yep. And then you do it again. Look at He's a pro. You see that? Went in the other room to pop that. He's a pro. That's what I'm talking about. So. That is how it happens. It, it, it's like, oh, this isn't so bad. I got a grip on this. And then we do it another month. Then we do it every twice a month. Then we do it on weekends. Then we're just doing it. And then you know what? You piss me off, woman. I'm going out for a drink. You know what I mean? Like, it. The, the whole cycle starts again. It may be a lot of people relapse and go balls to the wall. Within a week, they're right back where they were when they left. Some people, it's gradual over time. That's why I don't drink. I never had a problem with alcohol. Yes, when I drank, I got smashed. Yet, I I never got arrested. I never got a DUI. I never drank multiple days in a row. I wouldn't even drink, like, twice in the same month sometimes. You know, I'd be, like, once every couple months, you know. And So, when I got clean off the pills and the weed, like, those were my daily things. I know I cannot do that without going back to daily. But... I never did alcohol like that. So at the beginning, I was like, maybe I can drink every now and then if I just don't go crazy. 
don't get smashed, and make sure I don't pick up any drugs while I'm drunk. But drunk me is probably going to pick a joint up. Like, I just, yeah, give me that thing, you know? But here's the thing. I've, I've listened to enough people in meetings, like my sponsor's one of them, another guy um, that used to come around a lot, who said, yeah, bro, I was the same way. Till I quit doing heroin, I quit doing pills, and I only drank. And within a year, within three years, within two months, whatever, I started becoming, that's all I did. I drank all the time till I was drinking a fifth of day, till I was in the hospital, till I was beating up my wife or, you know, whatever. So I chose not to do it. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm just not even, it's not worth testing. It's not worth risking to me. Some people in recovery, oh, I've been clean for a year. They drink. Whatever, man. If that's what you do, that's fine. But I've also heard stories from those same people. Maybe they're not drinking every day, but the last time they got drunk, they made some stupid decisions. They cussed out their girl. They, you know, whatever they did, they regretted it. I don't want that. Like, it's not, to me, the risk of relapsing off the drugs that I know will put me back or the risk of developing a new addiction is not worth the buzz I'd get from alcohol it's it just doesn't to me and that's my choice and that's a choice that I'm glad I make and you know I don't know like I get that not everybody's there but maybe to some people whatever they get out of drinking or smoking weed or whatever they do that they continue to do is the benefits of that is worth the risk of becoming a problem like to me it's not well, I just look at it this way. Like, whether it's weed, alcohol, pills, any of those things. To an addict, no matter what your drug of choice is, any of those things, they're just an escape. So, like, if you're... Like, yeah, you stopped like using pills and now you're just doing alcohol. You're still escaping. You're not dealing mm-hmm. with the things you need to deal with. So, it's just, like, you know, I never had a problem with weed, right? Like, I had a problem with alcohol, I had a problem with other, like, pills and stuff. You got a problem with hitting that table. <laughs> I know! <laughs> I just get so nervous when I talk that I need to bang things. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, when I get high, I'm... I'm just chilling. I'm not doing anything. I'm not talking, you know. But I, I still wouldn't want to smoke nowadays. Because in the moment, if I make the decision to smoke, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to go smoke right now. I would have to ask myself why. And almost always the reason is, well, I just need to chill out. What do I need to chill out from? Well, because... The emotions that are hitting me right now, I can't deal with them. I want to escape them. I want to push them out of me or myself out of them. So, if I ever think, even if it's like, like, I don't know, sleeping pills, right? I want to take a sleeping pill so I can go to bed early. It'll just knock me out. That already, I see a problem there. Mm-hmm. Because I'm trying to escape. Because I used to do this before I started going to meetings. I used to take sleeping pills so I could go to bed early, so I didn't have to. Because it just it's unbearable. Less like, time you need to be with yourself. Yeah, so I just keep you know, or like working out or having multiple jobs. It's all just me pushing away from myself. 
And so when I finally started, or food, food was a huge one. I mean, that was like what pretty much got me through anything because I can just, you know, just eat everything away. And when I started getting in touch with my emotions and dealing with all my crap, I would catch myself on those thoughts, like, oh, I'm gonna go, like, binge eat, and then I'm like, why? Why do I want to do this right now? Mm -hmm. And then when I think about it, and when I just sit there through my feelings, I, I, I'm not, I don't want to eat anymore. So, I'm done. (laughs) I feel the same way, like, even with, like, Fortnite. Like, there's days, if I come, like, right now, where there's a new season, it's new, it's exciting, it's refreshing, mm-hmm. as much as I've been playing it lately, I enjoy it. I want to play it. I'm not escaping something. When I used to get Cadence every other weekend, you know, and I had one day off to myself, and we weren't dating, and, you know, it was just me. Yeah. You know, or if I had a weekend without her, whatever, my nights without her, um, where, where it's just me. Um, there's, there's times where I play it because I want to play it. I like coming home. I get the downtime. I get to relax. I get to zone out a little bit. I love doing it in the mornings on the weekends because it just helps me kind of get my, uh, pins firing. It helps me get my awareness up and it helps me just zone for that first little bit. When I do it all day because I have the day off and I don't know what to do with myself and I want to kill time and I just want to not sit here and wonder what to do with myself, it sucks. It's a whole different intention and a whole different vibe. Like, I'll have fun playing for, like, an hour, right? But then I hit a point where I'm like, I don't want to play anymore. But then I look around, I'm like, I don't want to do anything else either. So Mm. just sit there like this. Yeah. That's, That's a checkout, you know? And that's, I don't know how people do it all day, but, I mean, I guess I do because... I used to do it with movies when I first got sober and I still lived in Florida. When I used to get you and um, Zaya on weekends, um, I'd go to work, I'd go to college, and I'd come home and it's just me. I, I get you guys on the weekends or every other weekend. Now I have two kids who need every ounce of my attention. And I have nothing but time and things to do from morning to night, right? I mean, I gotta make you guys food, I gotta play with you, I gotta, you know, get naps in, I gotta, I got a lot of stuff to do. When you guys would leave and go home, I was all by myself. You know what I mean? I'd come home from work, empty house, missing y'all, thinking about how much life sucks, how many mistakes I've made in the past, where my life's going from here. I'm not dating at the time, so I'm lonely on top of that. On top of my friends, I don't have any friends. They all use, you know what I mean? So I could hang out with them, but then I'm exposed to drugs. If I relapse, I might, you know, court might not go my way. I might not see you guys. You know, like there's so many things going on. So I would come home by myself every day and just watch TV till I fell asleep. And I mean like I'm watching downloaded shows on repeat like I'll watch the same show 12 seasons you know and just come home and just watch like four hours of shows just zoning like trying to just zone into it enough to not think of how much I want to do drugs how much I miss my kids how much I wish I was not the way I was and wasn't doing these things every day 
you know, and I didn't even realize that's what I was doing. All I want, all I knew is when I watch this sh- this show, I feel better. I don't feel like I do when I go home and just stare at the wall, or sit there and scramble on what do I do? I don't have money to do anything. I, you know, so I just zone out, and then it didn't even dawn on me till like way later, like a couple years later, when I bumped into a friend who did the exact same thing. He'd work. He'd come home, and he'd drink and watch TV all day. And that's all he did. He just binged on anime. And I was like, bro, I know what you're doing, and I feel for you, because I used to do it. And he's just like, so what, man? I like to do it. Like, his mom had passed a few years um, prior. I don't think he ever really faced those feelings or or processed them or got over it. or uh, It's just a lot, you know what I mean? He wasn't in the best place. And, I mean, from my perspective, maybe he loves it. Um, but it was hard to see, and it was it was a smack in my face because I was like, "Dang, that's what I did." So, there's multiple ways to escape. And those those ways, they're not harmful to society. Right. So they're not a problem. Nobody's gonna pull me out and arrest me or have an intervention with me because I watched Dexter series five times in a row. Right, but that is still just as harmful as using to you. In terms of you internally. But the drugs, you know, hardcore drugs, not like weed or alcohol, like that, that is problematic externally to society. Right. So that's why they're criminalized. That's why, you know, you get charged with, you know, more like, yeah, so. Even drinking, like you can go to a, a wedding, get super smashed, grab the bride, cuss someone out, start a fight. It will get chalked up to a degree of that's just what happens. Or, I mean, maybe that's super extreme. So you can, everybody can go to a wedding and get drunk. That's normal. But I can't go to a wedding even halfway intoxicated off heroin. Even if the drunk guy is acting way more out of line than the guy on heroin. You know what I mean? The heroin's bad because it's a dirty drug. Because it uses a needle. You know what I mean? And, And one isn't, you know necessarily anything different than the other on an ultimate level. It's you just, don't have to use nearly as heroin. Well, you shove it up your butt if you want to. <laughs> boof it all day. Um, God, you can boof alcohol. just too. reminds me of something I read on Reddit, but I'm not going to repeat right now because my son's here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Mason, you're probably getting bored. You're getting bored? Um, my take on that in. is... I feel like humans are just filled up with so much selfishness and laziness, in a way. All right, this is gonna be like really cruel, but like it's whatever. Yeah. Here, I love this it. This is why I'm here. I already love it. Let's so, hear it, man. They need to hear it. Like, like, there's nothing wrong with watching TV, right? I do that every night. Right. I'm not saying I rely on that. It's just something I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. But when I'm watching it until my eyes are literally dropping, that's the problem. So, say for you, you're coming home watching TV all night. Mm-hmm. In a way, that could. That could be a trigger. Oh, this is what brings me happiness. And then you're sitting there and you're like, so did drugs. Drugs gave me this exact same feeling. Hmm. Why not just go to drugs for, you know, a little bit? And it's almost like gambling. Like, say you buy, like, you buy a ticket, $1 ticket. You win $100. You spend $100. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're taking out 20 you're using 80 Right. It's like you're putting all 100 in. And then when you lose that money, it's like, I would have been better off just not buying the dollar ticket. So, to me, it's like, you know, watching TV for me. 
I can control that. If my phone dies, it's not like I'm gonna like be scratching my arm, not knowing what to do. I can just go to sleep. I can just go to sleep. Like right. it's not like something I'll go insane if I don't have my phone. Mm-hmm. It's more like a thing like, why not? But right. like you know, and the whole taking drugs and and there's people that know how to control being drunk. You know, there's some people that drunk is just like, you know, let's just have a good time. But there's some people where drunk is like. You're gonna go out crazy, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And the selfishness is, I don't. I'm gonna take these drugs because while it's causing everybody else harm, I feel good for myself, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't care how you're feeling. I finally found it's it, and it gives you this mindset of, oh, these people are being disrespectful because I finally found something that'll help me cope, and they don't like it. But you don't look at how it's affecting everybody, and you know, you know, right. say say I I love you to death. You're the best dad. You start taking this and you're a whole new person, which you're taking it to be a whole new person. But that new person to you is awesome. Mm-hmm. You're the best guy ever. You know, everybody loves you. But in the reality, it's like, dang, I, I really miss the old him. And, you know, you could tell it's going to take a lot to get him back. So it's kind of like, you know, alcohol, it's kind of like a whole new person for a night. Drugs, it's like more, I'm not saying get addicted, like drink the bottles on bottles on bottles. You need that to cope. It's just, you know, I go off Friday night, you know, show a little wild side of me. One night, and then I'm back to, I can go to a meeting. I can go to, not a meeting like that, I mean like an interview. Mm-hmm. You can do all this and be normal. But it's like, what you see, you're like, oh yeah, I like this new side of him. Not like the new side, but, I, you know, he's cool drunk. But I wouldn't like him, you know, every day. It's like, it's like good food. Yeah, some food is so good, but you can't eat too much or you're going to feel sick. Mm, right. Yeah. You you like that food, but you keep on eating that food and you're like, I'm done with this, you know? Yeah, like you don't ever want to eat it again. Yeah, it's dude. like it's like how I was telling you, Destiny kept making spaghetti. I like spaghetti. And now it's like I'm burnt out on it. So, <laughs> but here's the thing, right? And I could say that and she'll stop. But it's like, say you're the spaghetti. I'm burnt out on you. But it happens every day. It's like, I don't even want to talk to you at this point because I'm mm-hmm. so burnt out with you. It, it'd be different if you could get him back. Right. And he's like, oh, you're burnt out? I'm sorry, I never looked at it like that. Let me stop. It's like, oh, let me stop. And then you try to stop, and really when you try to stop, it makes you want it more. So it's, it's like growing into a villain, you know? Oh, I'll rob a gas station. Not so bad. Rob a bank. Not so bad. And it's like... People start to look at you even worse and worse. Mm-hmm. It's like you quitting cigarettes. It's like you quit for like two days and it's all mental. And then you get like, when you get back, oh, I need even more. Yeah. Say you were taking a cigarette a day. Then you stop. Now it's like five cigarettes because you're like, yeah. I know the feeling of not having it. I want to push myself further from that. And it's like. That's what people say when people relapse. You make up for lost time. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's like, you know, you just remember how you were without it. So it's like. Oh, if this one cigarette, if I'm even considering stopping and going back to that sorry behind mental game. So it's mm-hmm. like, let me take five so I can never consider going, you know, stopping. Mm-hmm. And that just gives you that personality where people, you know, oh, yeah, he, he was so funny drunk last night. He was so funny. He was, you know, doing crazy, not like, you know, crazy, crazy things, but he was outside of him. Right. And then you just get burnt out. And when everybody gets burnt out, that's the lonely stage of... You know, then you just take more because you're like, I'm lonely. I need to distance out. And that's when you get isolated in yourself, depressed, suicidal. And it's like, you know, that could just be the end of it. 
But when you, you know, you realize and you stop taking that cigarette and you, you're like, I would rather deal with the pain than everybody hate me. Mm -hmm. So I feel like once you get too far into drugs, that's exactly what it is. You, you know, you just got to learn, you know, even though this is going to hurt me, I got to stop being selfish and do what's right for others, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, put, put others before yourself. You no, know? definitely. Yeah. It's a hard thing, though, because you got to face everything you don't want to face, and you have to willingly face it. Like, so, if you start doing drugs at age 20, and you have five problems you're trying to escape from, and you do them from 20 to 30, by the time you're 30, you got a hundred problems from the last year, on top of the five you never addressed. And that's not to say we don't address problems in addiction, you know what I mean? But, like, mostly... Mm -mm. We're we're running from a lot of things. Yeah. And when when you wake up <laughs> on the last day and you have to feel ten years worth of pain, ten years worth of regret, ten years worth of resentments, of anger, of disgust for yourself, you know, it sucks. And you have to feel it all the way. And you're not just feeling it with a sober mentality you're feeling it with uh withdrawing from mentality where you are every part of your nerves are shot your brain is racing your thoughts are magnified they're obsessed they circle around problems and you feel this like anxiety in this just wave of pain you know what i mean yeah and so you wake up on that day which is a blessing because when you're done, I mean, when you hit that ground on that last day and you're just done, you get up, it hurts, it sucks, but you know that that is not an option anymore because you, when you get up from that point, you've more than likely, when you're really ready, you've established this drugs and alcohol is not the answer because I've tried it, I tried to quit at 25, I tried to quit at 28, it didn't work. So now at 30, I just have to... <laughs> There's got to be another answer because that's not it. So you feel the pain. You get through the pain. You process the pain. You learn to clean up those problems, you know, especially if you get into recovery and work a program. You start popping these balloons, you know. Now I got 90 problems. Well, you know, now I got 75, you know, and you just, you start cleaning it up and you see progress and you get hope from that, you know, and you think maybe one day I will have zero problems. Well, you know, you know, I have two things to say on that. It's almost like, like you were saying, ninety problems, but it, it's like you start off at ten problems, like you said, and grows to a hundred. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, like, say fifty of those are just people disgusting from you because oh, totally because you're like that. So once they see you're actually trying, mm -hmm. fifty problems gone. Yep. So it just mm -hmm. makes your you you start to appreciate life back when you had ten problems. Maybe that wasn't so bad because I've experienced the worst. So I'm gonna stop being ungrateful for the right. things that aren't the worst. Cause I I thought my what I I have the worst life ever. I have ten problems, and you're like, I've experienced I the would worst. Pray for ten problems today. The other thing is like <laughs> back on what I was saying, like of the laziness in humans. Mm -hmm. It's like I forgot what you said that made me think of that, but it's like that mental game. You know, it's so hard. But think of it like like how she was saying she took sleep pills to go to sleep. There's always going to be a shortcut for life. Oh, yeah. But if mm. if you don't ever, like, 
I'm not saying sleep pills are the worst thing. Because, you know, I may take melatonin one night if I have a huge headache and I'm just done with, you know, the day. But that grows the thing. Well, it worked, it worked yesterday. And then you start to get lazier because you accept that this helps me, you know. See, so, so while it's not harming anybody, sleep pills aren't going to harm anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. It still makes you so lazy. And, you know, other coping mechanisms. It makes you so lazy that... When you have to go through, you know, say I had to go through that same thing you went through quitting drugs, it would be so easy for me because it's like I never had to rely on them. Right. I never, I never took any of the shortcuts. So it's like, it's like if you're taking a shortcut on a path, right? You're doing mm-hmm. a race, you take a shortcut, and vines and so many traps grow when you're trying to come back. It's so hard for me rather than just going on the clear path. You know, mm-hmm. if you get what I mean, there's no vines on my path. Right. So it's like, to me, I'm looking at it like, oh, it's so easy to quit cigarettes. To you, it's like, you know, it, it, in all reality, it's so easy to quit. But mentally, it's like, I've taken so many shortcuts that it would take these shortcuts just to come back. Ooh. So then it just grows bigger addictions. Mm-hmm. And, oh, let me... Let me take a cigarette to help me quit cigarettes. In 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 your head, that makes sense. Right. Cigarettes have, say, drugs. Pills have helped you get through the hard times. So let me take a pill to get through this hard time. And makes so much sense in your head. And say you said that to me, it's like you're not stopping. You're taking another one. So to you, you mm-hmm. can relax yourself. You can get you can get through it on a pill, but you're doing the same exact thing. So you're oh, not no. changing, even though in your head, you feel. Oh, let me just take another pill so I can feel like I'm changing. So I don't disappoint, you know, I don't feel disappointed in myself. Who cares about what others think, you know? So it's like, in you know, that pride, it's really pride. And that pride grows so big, it's like every time you hit a pride stop and you get worse, the vines grow bigger. Every, the challenge gets harder. So it's like, you know, with you, you overcame the challenge. Mm-hmm. But people, you know, people try that. They can it's just the laziness in them is they're always going to want a shortcut. I right. want a shortcut out of the shortcut. You can't get that. So you got to go through it somehow, you know? Instant Which is not like throwing yeah, anything. They want to get to the, the good part without going yeah. through the pain to get yeah. there, the blood, sweat, and the tears. Yeah, because all that mental thing and if people act like, oh, you've never had, you've never dealt with drug problems. You've, but real life gives you those same things. That's what I was trying to say. Real life gives you these vines. But y'all, you say, say you're a, still a drug addict, right? Your vines are twice as big now. Mm-hmm. So while it, you know, a strong human can make it out of this, you got to be one strong human to make it out of that situation. And when you're so, when all of these shortcuts make you so lazy, you don't know how. So well, that's when people fall back and... And because people don't take advice, like, you know, that's why, you know, people like us go to meetings, you know, first we go to be shown the way we stay not only to show people the way, but to be reminded of how much that path sucks because we forget. I forget how much it sucked, you know, until I'm until I see someone come in fresh off the streets with two days clean and they look like crap. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I remember feeling yeah, like that. Like, but, like, they want to get there the way they want to get there. Yeah. They don't want to go to meetings. They don't want to read the steps and do... They don't want to look in the mirror. They don't want to make amends to the people in their life. 
They don't want to go to rehab. They want to do it the way they want to do it. I want to do it. I want to feel better. I still want to have my toxic boyfriend. I still want to hang out with my buddies. I still want to go to the bar on Friday nights. So that's the shortcuts people look for in recovery because they want the easy road. They're like, they're like looking through the path and they're like, I want to get there, but I don't want to go this way. And we're all like, come this way. This is how you get there. And they'll see it's a long path, right? But they'll be like, oh, I don't, I, bet, I, I just go right through this way, right? And then they go that way and get stuck or they go that way and get a trap or they go that way and get lost. You know what I mean? Or they just end up right back at freaking drug town. You know, it's it's one of those things where, like, <clears throat> that is totally understandable. That's why when I got sober before, when I used to binge watch TV, I um I didn't go to meetings. I went to meetings, and I just sit there. I'm like, this is all crap. And then they're like, well, hey, you know, you're the problem. It's like me. I'm not the problem. I just did drugs, and I'm addicted to these pills. Once I get off the pills, I'll be fine. So I get off the pills... I'm not fine. I still have resentments. I still hate life. I still think everything sucks. I still don't believe in God. I still, you know, hate my baby mom because of all the things she did that I took no part of. You know, I didn't do anything wrong. You know, yeah, I still hate my dad because he left when I was two. You know what I mean? I still blah, blah, blah. I I blame everybody for everything. I'm an innocent victim. I, I have a perfect reason to do what I do and feel how I feel, right? So... That's me doing it my way. And the end result is me isolating from everybody, binge-watching TV so I don't feel like killing myself, and relapsing. (laughs) Because after a year of that, I'm like, if this is life, I can't do it. Like, I cannot live like this the rest of my life. I'd rather just do drugs again. Even if it takes some bad days, at least I'll get some good days. Yeah. You know? And then when when I left Florida, my only intention was to just give myself the green light to just go do drugs because I was suicidal, man. Like, I just wanted to end it, and I was like, I don't want to do that. I'd rather leave and maybe at least still talk to them on the phone, maybe get my stuff together at some point. At least then, maybe I'll see you in a while. Maybe I'll lose five years, ten years. But I'll be there in ten years, right? Because at that time, I was like, if I stay here, I'm not going to have 10 years. I'm not going to see him in 15 years. I'm going to be dead. I'm going to say a long walk. Like, I'm going to be gone. And I was like, let me just go get high. She's remarried. Take care of the kids. I suck as a dad. Let me just go somewhere, right? And I just got high. Tried to stay distracted. It was okay for a little bit. I mean, I was distracted as long as I was high. But then eventually, it didn't work anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it just did not work. I I could not get enough drugs. I could not make enough money. I could not stay high enough. And even when I was high, it was just like, I don't want to have to do this to feel okay. You know, I'm tired of this. And, And it just, that was a breaking point. So my point is, that got me to the point where I was ready to be shown that way. I was done taking shortcuts. I said, I'll, I will take the long way. I will get there how I need to get there as long as I get there. And I was patient. I was like, I'm okay with being here. I'm okay not being there yet. I'm okay with being right here where I am. 
And then the next step, I'm okay with being right here. Before, I wanted to be way over here. I wanted everything in the world, and I want it right now. And when I didn't get it in a week, I'd relapse. You're you know? okay with being at the starting line rather than the... You, you want to get through these... You want to get through all the new traps to get to the finish line. Yeah. Which is like, you got to get through these just to... You know, you, you, people think, oh, I took these drugs and I, I, I stopped it. You know, I beat that challenge. Mm-hmm. I should be up here with him, but it's like... No, these people had to fight real-life problems. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, that's not their fair. That's their fault. They went down there. And it's like, they also chose not to take on more challenges. So people mm-hmm. think it's, oh, I beat drugs. I'm done with my challenge. But that you take a drug, you're taking on the new challenge. A new right. challenge rather than you're swapping out challenges. You're taking a new one. So people, you know, and a lot of people beat doing drugs. They beat that and they're like... I'm not, you know, it's unfair. I'm not going to have to go through real-life struggles, and I have to still start at the start line and go to the finish. I'm not doing that, so let me go back. And you get worse, and it's pride, mm-hmm. you know. And this is off-topic, but I, this, I forgot about it, and this is what I'm thinking when we started. People, you know, at the ceremonies, like what we were just, like talking about in the beginning, people teach it, drug is, drugs is why this person's on the streets broke. Mm-hmm. Drugs is why everything bad happens, which it plays a part, but it's the human that chooses to do it. You know, drugs aren't drugs being existence is not the reason he's over there struggling, can't make it out of a drugs addiction. It's his fault for taking the drug. Mm-hmm. So as long as people blame everything on drugs, there, you know, nothing's getting solved. It's mm-hmm. like, I heard someone say, if you don't tell history right, it's going to keep repeating itself. It's kind of like that. If you don't take your part in it, and this is why so many kids are falling into this, because they think, I'm a strong person, mm-hmm. so if drugs are the problem, I can overcome that. They're not, not the problem. Me. You, yeah, you, you're the, every, this one person, you are the problem. Not the drugs. The drugs, it's like a cause and effect. People think... Drugs are the cause, and a crappy person is the effect. No, you're the cause, and a drug addict... No, you taking the drug is the cause, and the drug addict you become is the effect, you know? So, that's just how I view it, you know? And peer pressuring, I'm just like, a peer pressure, but to do the good thing. And I can actually make an impact, like, people just cannot accept, you know, come up with a good reason you shouldn't take the drugs, they can't do it. So they take it, and they're like, eh, maybe it's not bad. Me, mm-hmm. it's like, and I'm not going to, you know, no one ever has offered me drugs. No one has, no, I've no, no anybody that does that. I've had friends that start doing it, and then it's like, you know, they tell me, they're like, oh, yeah, this is cool. And I'm like, flat out, this is what I told one of my friends. If you, and I'm not going to do the whole, oh, don't do it around me. No, if you do not, because I, in he asked me, oh, what if I just don't do it around you? Why are you going to take it this far? Which I'll tell you what is too far in a second. And it's like, I, it's not that I care, like, you're doing this, not, you know, it's not like my dad will walk in and see you doing the drugs. So I'm covering up for myself. It's I care for you as a person, mm. and I care that you don't become this person. So I flat out told him, I said, if you do not stop entirely, and if you try just not to tell me and do it behind my back, it's easy to tell. Mm-hmm. So I'll find out eventually, and I will not speak to you. And it's not going to be like a hard thing, because cutting off somebody is hard. But if I have that much of a cause, 
I'm I don't care. Like mm-hmm. I'm just one of those people I won't show remorse. I'll just goodbye. And he was like, Okay man, you know I was like, Do I care do you care for me enough to choose me or drugs? Right. And choose me over the drug and he was like, you know, I, I never looked at it like that. You're right. So it's like people idolize these drugs as and they set such an expectation that it's the drugs problem. It's just the it's you know, they play one percent. And I'm not I'm not saying drugs have nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. If you abuse the drug, then it's not the drug's fault. You know, the drugs if you took a drug prescription, you know, mm-hmm. In their proper amount. That's not harming anybody and it's not harming you. That's just bringing you up. But if you're abusing that, that's like saying, I don't know, I can't think of a good example. But if you put a bread in a toaster and you burn it, you blame it on the toaster. Oh, the toaster got too hot. Not, oh, I forgot to take the bread out. Like, it sounds funny, but it's true. Like, Can we call it don't blame the toaster? <laughs> yeah, like, you, 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 you think of it like, dog. you think of it like, oh, God, the toaster... It burnt it. No, you you left it in there, and that's the bread is your drug problem. Hmm. The toaster is you. You you let that slide so much. Like oh, I have five more. It's not gonna be done for a second. I could go pee. You come back Ooh. burnt. You know you come back and it's burnt. It's and it's so like, relatable. It's like this toaster sucks, but it's really you. No, you you, you could have taken out the. You could have took out the toast. And YP, like, it's not the toaster's fault, so people need to stop. Okay, that was a bad example. No, that was, I just really, said, that was no, I'm saying, that was good, man. I'm I saying I said the bread was I the I think I got metaphor competition on the pod now. Yeah. No, I was more. saying, because I was saying it. the bread was the drug, even though I just said it was the toaster's no, fault. Was, so, the, the drug is the toaster. It's not the toaster's fault. Right. It's the, you're the bread. Okay, so it's your fault, basically. You, t- you turned the dial too high. You should you should have just been on a two, bro. But you went to a four. No, I don't want to wait all. I don't want to wait that long on a two. Yeah, you know that was a good example. I I don't want to wait that long on a two. I'm gonna turn it up. Oh wait, I gotta go pee. It's not like a let's take it out because if you would have had it on the two, you would have had enough time to right. come back. But it's like you wanted it fast, and it happened fast. And you're going to blame the you, you wanted the drug. You wanted the effect that it gave you, gave mm-hmm. you, and you're gonna blame the drug for giving you what you wanted. So it's almost like, you you know, people don't take enough accountability in people. That's what they should teach in school. Bro, you just like touched something in me, like way deep in there. That just yeah, I'm just a wise kid. <laughs> so listen, that burnt bacon. Yeah. Um. You blamed it on the pot or pan. Uh, no, so, here's the thing. When, so, he's always telling me to, like, turn it down, right? And I make it a purpose to not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh. Yeah, because I... Turn it down, huh? I'm gonna turn it up, mofo. Because I want to prove that, like, I know better. That I can, you know, but it's like, then, and there's consequences, Right. And I see that what I did was wrong, but then I continuously want to prove to myself that it works the way I do it. Yeah, but Same with using. Yeah, it's like you're telling somebody, I can take this without getting addicted. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. remember, quote-unquote, you said, this pan has been burning everything lately. 
So you gotta take accountability. You burnt the bacon. No, not Layla. I just said this pan is not hot. It's not cooking the bacon well enough. But you're so it's not working on two. Let's put it on six. (laughs) There's no middle. That was good. I I really needed the therapy session. Holy crap. I feel like we've been going way longer than hours for the longest episode. But I have one. Okay, yeah, get it. Well, we can keep going. I was just saying, like, this is going to be a good episode. Yeah. No, dude, I'm so impressed with, like, your way of thinking, your thought process. Like... I'm just chill like that. (laughs) And the ego comes out. Many you. I I cannot. It's disgusting. (laughs) So, I... So, yeah, you end up... Like, you guys were talking about, like, 30 conversations ago. Uh, When you (laughs) stop using, you still have those problems, right? Well... The reasons why you started using in the first place, just because you stopped using, does not mean that when you stop using, that all those problems are gone. They will come back, and there will be ten times, there will be ten times more of them. <laughs> well, I and, feel like on the flip side of that, I get what you're saying, but like, I think what you're trying to say is, people take these drugs so they don't have to deal with right. that long road. They take that shortcut. But when you gotta come back, it's like, not that it gets ten times worse, it's just, you know, people come back and they, they expect it to be the finish line. Alright, I've dealt with this problem, now I'm done. But it's, when you quit, you're not just quitting to quit the drug. You have to be accepting that you, is, is you know, you're taking that drug, you took the drug, not to deal with the problems. When you stop taking the drugs, you have to accept that you're going to have to deal with the problem.